Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 902, air date March 16th, 2021. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We're going to be waiting for people to come in today. We're going to talk about yucca and um, joint health. So let's wait until people join. Welcome to everyone on great uh, people up here. I'm going to wait for people to come on in. Let's see if people are good over there. Great. Good evening, everyone. I know people are joining in. We're going to be talking today about yucca. Sounds bad, but it's not really that bad, as I understand. Okay, we're going to be talking about yucca. So wait for people to come in. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Idra. It's 6.10 p.m. Hello from Ohio. Great to have you. I'm going to start my sketchpad, too, so people can see that. Clear. There we go. Okay. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Idre. Let's wait until people join here. All right. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure again. <laughs> um, we've been uh, setting up some stuff here so we could give you, uh, uh, I wanted to do some diagrams today, molecular diagrams to teach you how some of this stuff works. Um, but we're going to be talking about yucca. Um, and yucca um, is also been shown to be good for joint health. And this will end our joint health series. We've done a whole range of ingredients and herbs. We did MSM, uh, we did chondroitin, we did glucosamine, uh, we did hyaluronic acid, um, we did boswellia serrata, which is uh, Indian frankincense, and uh, yesterday and today we're going to do yucca. And the interesting thing is each one of these ingredients has different effects on joint health at the molecular level. So we learned, uh, and we'll review this again, but at a high level there are four molecular pathways um, that are important for joint health or to keeping joint health in good shape. One is you want to keep inflammation down, number one. Number two, you want to keep oxidative stress down. Number three, we want to uh, focus on reducing cartilage degeneration. That's where your cartilage starts degenerating. And the, and the last thing we want to do is we want to make sure that we do things to promote cartilage regeneration. That's sort of the anti-aging effect. So those are the four components. And we've looked at each of these ingredients, and we understand they have different effects. And the way we look at ingredients with the cytosol 
you know, technology analysis is first of all, we look at, uh, we do like a 360 view of all the literature that we know is out there, knowing that science is constantly changing and it's subject to, just zoom out a little bit here, and it's subject to things, um, you know, um, things changing. So we wanna make sure that we're on top of the science and as and from being a part of the science, we get a holistic view from what the science says. We don't cherry pick. The second thing is using the Cytosoft technology, we can mathematically model the molecular reactions we're finding across all those pieces of literature relative to inflammation, relative to oxidative stress, relative to cartilage regeneration, degeneration. And doing that, we get a understanding of what's going on uh, mathematically without having to kill animals without before we go into the lab because we're taking advantage of all the laboratory experience that was done before okay so so today we're going to talk about yucca and some of this stuff if you notice the way it's structured let me jump right into the uh our, our presentation for today go right here okay Okay, I'm just gonna make sure everyone on Instagram can see well. You guys good? Okay, good. All right, so let's go and look at our agenda for today. Our agenda as, uh, by the way, it's Yucca She Digera. Okay, that's the official team, Yucca She Digera and Joint Health. And we're gonna do a molecular systems biology analysis. By the way, those of you who've asked about where you can find more information, you can go to vashiva.com slash join. That's where people can join our institute's program uh, for truth, freedom, and health. And Cytosolve is a technology, cytosolve.com. So first of all, I'll give a little bit of background. Uh, we'll cover the systems approach. Um, those of you who've heard it before, it'll be a review. Truth, freedom, and health, what's the movement? Then we're gonna give a high level view of Yucca, Shidigera, uh, Cytosolve, how does Cytosolve work? Then we're gonna go over the large mechanisms of joint health or the architecture. Then we're gonna look at the effect of yucca shidegera on joint health. Then we're gonna always cover the synergy principle. The synergy principle is important because it lets us know that nature is organized around synergy, not a centralized approach, but a decentralized approach where multiple things can have many effects. Then we're gonna look at an Eastern systems approach to understanding yucca, then we're gonna talk about dosaging. All right, so, a quick background, by the way, those of you who go to vashiva.com, you'll see all the different activities that I'm currently involved in, and I was involved in. The invention of email, you can go read about. The invention of email, by the way, was a system. Uh, some people get confused, email is actually a system, that it's not the simple exchange of text messages. I like to talk about that here because when I created email in 1978 as a 14-year-old kid, it occurred in an environment, and we'll come back to this diagram of where I was given freedom, I was given infrastructure and from freedom and infrastructure is where innovation took place and innovation demands freedom, innovation demands infrastructure. But in 1978, as a 14 year old boy, I was a hard worker. I was given the opportunity to work as a research fellow, full-time research fellow while I was going to high school at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. My teachers changed the rules so I could leave in the middle of school to go have this full-time job. My parents supported me and I had a good mentor. And by the way, keep an eye out in a month from now, I'm gonna be offering a course for young kids between the age of you know, 10 to 18 or even younger to teach them the seven principles of innovation that I learned. It's gonna be a course for parents as well as students. And it's gonna be called you know, the seven secrets of innovation. But 
It's going to teach people that you don't need to go to MIT or Harvard to innovate. In fact, the invention of email took place long before that and was because of the system where I was treated as an adult. I had a lot of freedom, but I also was um, told that I had an incredible amount of responsibility. So the invention of email is an important story because it's a, it's a story of the creation of a system. Email is not the simple exchange of text messages, which a lot of um, idiots on Wikipedia don't get, get right. And no one should give money to Wikipedia. They're a racist organization. They're an elitist organization. And they frankly lie. But email was invented long before I came to MIT in Newark, New Jersey. But it, was, it occurred in this environment of what we call uh, an environment for innovation, freedom, and infrastructure. If you also go on bashiva.com, you'll see one of my latest inventions more recently. Now it's, wow, it's 14 years old out of my PhD work, um, is Cytosolve. And Cytosolve is a 23rd century platform for discovery. We're able to things do discover how different um, compounds work at the molecular level faster, cheaper, and safer. So we can lower the cost of discovering new medicines. And um, most of my effort, in fact, all of it today focuses on the understanding of compounds, naturally occurring compounds in nature. And so that means we can take naturally occurring compounds and we can figure out how they interact. Food, imagine all the combinations in food, the thousands of molecules when you eat. Uh, we in fact have a new product that we've just released. I'll get to the end of it. A lot of you have shown a lot of interest called MV25. It's a product that we created by looking at many, many di different ingredients and going through billions and trillions of different chemical uh, equations and mathematically modeling it without killing animals or any of that. So that's Cytosol. Um, the other aspect is when we look at joint health, so, so we've looked at applying Cytosol to understand not only joint health, but to understand different ingredients that affect joint health. So many of you out there, you know, we're finishing up the joint health series, we may come back to it. If you have a particular ingredient that you're interested in, or a particular vitamin or supplement, how that affects a particular function, please Go to vashiva.com and on the customer service area, you'll see a contact page under contact customer service. You can send your ideas for videos or you can also email me vashiva at vashiva.com. Takes me about 48 hours, but I do try to get back to everyone's emails. Um, but uh, give me your ideas because we're organizing our schedule for the spring and the summer. So if you have an idea as a public service, we will take your idea and run it through Cytosolve. And it's a great way um, to support an independent understanding of how these ingredients work, okay? So, so when we look at yucca, um, this is a background on yucca. So yucca, uh, she digera, uh, is a, it's, an, uh, it's an herb, it's a plant of the lily family, okay? So you may see it like this, right? So you see these pointed, you see it sometimes in the desert growing in tropical environment, but it's this um, pointed, um, it looks like a palm tree in the sense, but it's much, it's more like a shrub and it has these flowers growing on it. It's native to the hot and dry parts of the Americas and the Caribbean. The functional component we're gonna talk about are polyphenols and saponins, a very powerful class of ingredients. Uh, it was used by the Native Americans over centuries as an anti-arthritic and yucca-based products are non-toxic as we know today and have no adverse effects. Again, you should consult your medical professional uh, if, you know, if you have any um, questions about how to use it. So uh, it's an emerging dietary supplement. And, and in this, in the lectures we've been doing, we classify things into, you know, supplements like hyaluronic acid or, or glucosamine, where there's been 20, 30,000 papers written on it. But yucca is relatively new. Um, 
as you can see here, um, Yucca has, you know, about 310 research articles written on it and about 11 clinical trials were done on it over the past 30 years. So you could consider it, even though the Native Americans have been using it in traditional medicine for centuries, uh, from the Western system standpoint, it's a relatively new uh, ingredient, okay? Now, with Cytosol, there's a two things that we do. This diagram is important to understand is we, first of all, do two kinds of analysis. First of all, we take all the literature and we do a bioinformatics analysis, which means we look at the literature, that's the top of the funnel there. And then we take that literature and we curate the articles, you know, throwing out the stuff that was published, uh, either not published well, or you, you, or, uh, you, you find out that the articles didn't really fulfill any type of real experimental guidelines. So we throw all those away. And if, if it's not related to humans, because we're looking at humans, if it's dogs and cats, um, we, we're looking at relative to human subjects. Um, and then we take those articles, then we, from those articles, we extract the molecular mechanisms. Sometimes in those articles, they'll tell you, oh, we discovered, you know, A reacts with B, B reacts with C. That's called a molecular mechanism. That's the next layer. Then relative to joint health, we'll show you, we've already built that system where we looked at all the papers written on joint health, and we've created an amazing molecular systems map. Systems is a key. The interconnections of all the chemical reactions involved in joint health. So now using the papers on yucca, using our molecular systems understanding of joint health, we marry them together. And then we get a, 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 a holistic scientific understanding based on the science today, you know, as of March 16th, it could change. And then using the molecular diagrams, we, com we convert them to mathematical models. And then we use those calculations to run different scenarios to understand what happens when you give different dosages of yucca how does it affect the molecular pathways of joint health? I hope that's clear. So we're getting two kinds of analysis. So you're not gonna get this kind of analysis anywhere. First of all, no one else has cytosol. B, um, unfortunately, the pharma guys wanna poo-poo you know, um, natural products and the natural product guys, most, I would say 95% of the natural products industry is unfortunately filled with snake oil salesmen. They find an ingredient, they put it in a capsule, and they just shove it out there because they have one or two papers. And that, in my view, that's equally bad as what the pharma guys do. So that one of the goals of Cytosol is to really become a source for truth, scientific truth. And the point we wanna make here is that as the science changes, so should our understanding. Like the product that I'm gonna share with you, MV25, the ones that we just created, it's our first product after, we've helped many other companies create products, but given all the technology we created, we said, why don't we go after pain and inflammation, joint discomfort and swelling. Could we create a great product? And that's been the result. Uh, and I'll come back to that. But this is the approach we take. It's a radically different approach than how product development is done today. It's, it's really a, a 23rd century approach. Now, the opposite of taking this approach is what I call the reductionist approach. Simply put, reductionism is where you don't look at the whole See, we're trying, we, we're, we're not claiming we understand everything, but when you mine all that literature, you get a better idea. But the reductionist approach, unfortunately, the way science works today is people are actually looking at a part of the system, right? They only look at this or that. That's like the story of the six blind men who the king invites and he presents an elephant to them and they're all closing their eyes and they touch different parts and each one gets a different understanding. Now, uh, the reality is the understanding that they get of that complex whole is not the whole truth. In fact, they would get an understanding like this. Okay, this is what they th this is what they think the elephant looks like. So 
one of the critical things, the purpose of this diagram, and I point this out, is that there are really two ways to look at the world. If you want truth, freedom, and health, you have to take a systems approach, which is looking at the whole elephant. And that requires a different science. The foundations of systems is what I teach every Monday night. I've created a whole platform for education. I'll show you that shortly. But a systems approach goes beyond left or right. You see the Republicans and Democrats, the Trumps and the Bernies, left and right, Republican, Democrat, want to bring you into one dialectic or the other, which means one side or the other. It's like basically to make you blind. And so you don't see the whole. And a systems approach, and that's called reductionism, by the way, what they do. The systems approach says, you know what? There is a methodology that I could get to truth on medical freedom, on vaccines, on masks, on election integrity, versus the fake stuff that the left and right put out. And, and the left and the right really work like this, okay? So you wanna take a systems approach. So what is a systems approach and where does it come from? For, for me, the systems approach originated from my desire to integrate two worlds. Many of you may know that I grew up in two worlds. I grew up in the world of a young kid in, in South India where my grandmother was a traditional healer. She could observe your face. She could apply an ancient system of medicine and she could figure out what was going on in your body. That system of medicine that she used looked like this, okay? And in that system of medicine, they had a very a different way of looking at the body. In that system of medicine, they thought about non-existence, which was known as Prakriti. Then they talk about existence, which was Purusha, which everything came to life. And then they talked about the subtle energies, Sattva, Rajas, Tamas. In South India, this was known as Siddha. In North India, this was known as Ayurveda. And then they said those energies gave rise to the five elements, space, air, fire, water, and earth, which then congealed into three different doshas, as you can see here in the orange area. Vatha, which is composed of space and air. Pitta, which was fire. And Kapha, which is composed of uh, water and earth. And, and that gave rise to the tissues and that gave rise to the whole body. Why am I talking about this? Because in that system of medicine, they had a whole language. Typically, my grandmother would look at you and she'd say, oh, you're a Vatha body type. You know, blah, blah, blah is a Pitta body type. And, and someone else, it, let me see how people are doing, a Kapha body type. Everyone okay here? Good. And based on that understanding, she could figure out what your constitution was different than someone else's. So for example, if we have some someone like uh, uh, Kenneth Fielding here or Angela or Jolene, as, as they're writing in, they may be very different body types. And then let's say they were off balance one day, they would get a very different type of prescription, which means different foods, different yoga exercises, different massage, because it was tuned to them. So anyway, I was exposed to this as a kid and I studied it for many years, even after that, uh, that exposure. So this, by the way, if any Western scientist looks at that, they'll laugh at this. I go, well, this is just garbage, right? This is just a bunch of uh, words, right? We don't understand it. But this was the other world that I studied. I was fortunate to go to a place like MIT to get all the credentials of the Western world. So I learned, I have a PhD in uh, biological engineering. So I understood also the body in a different way that the body's composed of molecular reactions, which are an integration of messenger RNA and genes and proteins, all of this kind of stuff, right? So think about it. These are two different worlds ultimately, right? You have the East and the West here. Here's the West, here's the East. And, and there's East and West. So when I finished up my PhD in 2007, I did something radical, um, which I'd like to do. I applied for a Fulbright to say, hey, I wanted to go to India. It was a proposal. I want to 
figure out if I can find the interconnection of Eastern and Western medicine. More specifically, why, you know, what, what connected these two systems? So it's a pretty wild card. Luckily, I was one of, I think, three uh, people that year chosen at MIT to get the Fulbright to, and I got the opportunity to go to India fully funded for two years to study the integration of Eastern and Western medicine. And what came out of that became a course because I made a profound discovery. I found out that the terminology that they used in the Indian system matched directly one-to-one -one with the terminology we used in control in systems theory, which came out in the 1930s. So the science that was used for 30,000 years in India actually matched one-to-one -one with the modern science of control system science. And then when I got back from, the, from uh, India, I went to the department head at MIT and I said, Doug Laufenberger, who was ahead, and I said, Doug, I, I believe I found an amazing bridge. I'd like to offer a course at MIT, a lecture series. And he was great. He supported me doing that. It was a 10-part lecture series. And we, it was called Traditional Medicine and Systems Biology. And what's fascinating was, you know, every Thursday night, 7 to 10, um, you know, 200 people would show up. On one side of the room, you had the hardcore engineers, scientists, MD, PhDs, Harvard, MIT, et cetera. And on the other side of the room, you had uh, the naturopaths, the new age people, the astrologers, the yoga people. And when they walked into the room, it was fascinating because people would sit at different sides of the room. And, you know, the people on here showed a level of arrogance. You know, they didn't understand why these people were there. These people here showed a sense of, well, these people don't understand us. But within an hour or two, I had created a methodology, which, and by the way, you know, going to MIT is very expensive. Um, this course, I used to teach all over the world for, you know, two, $3,000. But what I did was I took the core elements of that course and I created a online institute to make it affordable to everyone called Systems Health. And that program has gone, you know, tens of thousands of people have gone through it where people take that course, medical doctors, nurses, healers, lay people, and they start understanding the body as a system using a whole different language, which comes from engineering systems theory. Well, about three or four years ago, I realized that the universal principles of the war of, of nature, which are presented here, match one-to-one -one with not only Indian systems of medicine, but political theory. So our campaign, Truth, Freedom, and Health, literally comes, is founded in universal systems theory, where freedom is the forces of transport, okay? Truth represents the forces of conversion, where you're trying to take an idea and apply the scientific method, and health comes from the forces of storage and structure. I can't get into that much detail because I take three hours to explain this, but the point is I had discovered a fundamental science of everything that you could apply that system science to understanding your body as a system, and I'll show you that. You could understand things at the molecular system, like we're gonna walk through yucca, you could understand political systems. And my thesis is that if all of you can learn this system science, which you can't get anywhere else because the universities and and the and MIT and Harvard, you know, you got to go through, you know, undergraduate and you got to go through graduate school. Most lay people can't figure it out and they make it so complicated. So 40 years of my effort have been trying to distill that to make it accessible to everyday people. And that's what I've done. But with that political theory, you can become a force for change for your own body, for your own system, everything. And that is what I've discovered. That's why I pound away that I want to create a army of people who've gone through this training, foundations of systems. Because many of you have asked me, Dr. Shiva, 
how could I help you? How could I help you? I want to help you. I want to give you money. I want to, you know, work for you, volunteer. I said, look, what I've done is I've created now a platform and I'm going to show you that. Um, I switch it up a little bit on how I present this. So, and so if everyone goes to, let me go here. If people go to vashiva.com, Um, on the website, we have created a technology platform, which is hosted in our data center. Amazon doesn't own it. And on this platform, we have created an, an incredible uh, platform where all of you can get educated on the uh, system. So I'm going to play this video for everyone. So you understand this. It'll take a couple of minutes. It's our um, intermission. But the bottom line is the goal is for all of you to become systems thinkers systems revolutionaries because without a systems approach you will get confused you think donald trump is your savior you think bernie is your savior and you're going to get caught right in to the establishment you will not understand why we need to build a bottoms-up movement you may say oh yeah shiva's saying something oh but trump is such a nice guy he said this bernie said this they seem like they're anti-establishment no you will understand when you take this course the foundations of systems. You'll understand about controlled opposition. You'll understand why we need to build a bottoms up movement and you'll understand the relationship. So I um, have to emphasize to you because either you're an unconscious incompetent, which means you don't even know what you don't know and you act like you know it, which is what's unfortunately the situation right now, or you become a conscious incompetent. You say, you know what? What Dr. Shiva is saying makes sense. I wanna understand what the hell happened over the last four years. Why didn't Trump lock up Hillary? Why did Trump who talk all this stuff, you know, push forced vaccinations? Why did Trump not do anything to Fauci? Why did Trump, you know, not really go a port censorship? He sounds good. He, you know, had a lot of people come, but actually look at, or you look at the left and the right. And without this political understanding, you will always be screwed. And let me play the video for you. So I pound away at this point because it's important. You know, repetition is a mother of skill, and that's why I keep playing this video. So here you go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. Exactly. This reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We wow. got to train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom.
third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work united. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people. They have to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rap. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms-up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on B as in Victor, A, Shiva, BASHIVA.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VA Shiva.com. Okay, everyone. So please take advantage of that. And as a part of this, um, uh, remember, we built a platform, and this platform is an educational platform. It's a platform for building community, independent of big tech. You know, we built our own technology framework underground, right, where as you get educated, you're going to want to look around so you don't feel lonely for other people because your consciousness is going to raise significantly. 
you're going to start seeing things that you didn't see before and it's going to become so clear what you need to do. So as a part of that, you need a community of people that you can connect with all over the world or locally. So we've created our own social media platform underground. I'm not, you know, I could uh, sell it to a lot of people and do that, but I'm more interested in the bigger game here, building a movement. So that's the second piece. And the third piece is I want to get you activated, which means what is to be done. It's not about whining and whining and saying, oh my God, okay, I got friends, I got educated, what do I do? Everything we do is to give you tools to do stuff at the local level. We train you on masks. What can you do at the local level, scientifically and legally, on vaccines, on you know, election fraud, on lockdowns. It's about training you so you take responsibility and stop outsourcing it to foolish people on the left and the right. So if you go, uh, if you go to the website, you'll see uh, you'll see this capability. But to summarize, um, on the on uh, on the tools. So if you, uh, by the way, you know the 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 tool set I just shared with you came out of my work that I did in India, and you can see this is on the front page of MIT. They were talking about you know why I went back to India. So this discovery of understanding the forces of transport, conversion, and storage, and when you go through the course. You'll understand this. This is like you know, a three-year MIT education you're gonna get in, uh, in a very short period of time. But I discovered that these forces are directly related to the forces in Indian medicine. And that became the basis of systems health, which anyone interested in the health aspect, you wanna learn more, you can take the master's course, you can take a whole bunch of courses understanding why yoga works, how acupuncture works, whole bunch of herbs, how they work at the molecular level. You get access to all the textbooks and you can actually get certified, and then you get tool sets that you can train others. But what I fundamentally learned was these three forces that always exist in nature are directly related to truth, freedom, and health. Everyone see that? Transport is the interconnection of movement of matter information freely, that's freedom. Truth is a conversion of ideas, thoughts that you have to using the scientific method. And health is the storage, the infrastructure part. So that became the basis of the foundations of systems course, which is offered for the warriors in training. You know, we used to sell this for a lot of money. Anyone who contributes even a hundred bucks gets access to all of this now. And then in the truth, freedom and health movement that I just went through, our goal is to educate you, build community and to get activated. So when you log into the dashboard, you'll see there's a whole bunch of capabilities. You can get educated. There's the course where you, you'll understand what this diagram really is. It's a two-year MIT course you get in a couple of hours. Then you can understand your body as a system. You apply those principles to answering a set of questions for yourself or your friend. You can understand what kind of system you are. That's that red dot. You can understand when your system's off course. Then you can understand what it takes to bring your system back into alignment, how foods and supplements and yoga and activities working out, how they differentially affect people. And then you get access to all the books, okay? All of this is for our warrior training, plus a whole bunch of research reports. But not only that, then I want you to build community. We have a forum where you can go start topics and start inter interacting, engage, debate people. We want you to be interactive. Then you can go and also build your own social page. This is for the warriors. You can build your page. You can join different groups. You can connect with people. And then you can get activated. Activated means we are using science and legal stuff to create you tools. There's an amazing mask card. You can print out these cards. We've, I think about 200,000 have been printed and distributed by all of our warriors. You print them, the front page of the card has our branding, but it hits it right between the eye, masks and oral health. The back of the card talks about the science of masks, how they affect oral health. 
and what the public health implications are to working people and parents and what they should do. Same with vaccines. We don't want to take the stupid Robert Kennedy and the big pharma wax, anti-vax, vax, anti-vax, because they just want to keep that left-right narrative. The real issue is we need to boost immunity. We talk about the science, the real issue of what the problems with vaccines are and what and the public health implications. And then, and by the way, many of you have said, Dr. Shiva, we want to support you. Well, anyone who supports $100 or more gets access to the entire warrior package. Anyone who wants to give 25 bucks, you can get access to the the book and the basic tool, and anyone can join for free. And those of you who are indigent and need um, scholarships, please let us know. So that background is extremely important because the reason I do these videos on training you on how a particular ingredient affects a body is to get your mind thinking, wait a minute, Dr. Shiva is figuring out how an ingredient affects the body by taking a systems approach. That's the same approach you can take at a macro level. Oh is wearing masks gonna help the system? And you can figure out how to explain it. Is vaccines a cure-all? Is a lockdown gonna help? This is why in early March, I was the first one to call out Fauci. I was the first one to say that, you know, this quote unquote pandemic will go down in history as one of the biggest fear-mongering hoaxes intended to suppress dissent, suppress, uh, to push mandated medicine and to destroy economies. And everything I said came true because I look at it as a system scientist. And that's what I want to train you in. Without this training in system sciences, you're going to be like a hamster going around a habit trail. All right. So it's here. Take advantage of it. So when we look at yucca, what we find here is, as I mentioned, yucca is used as, a, as an ingredient for many things, but it's used as a joint health ingredient. It's a plant. It's in the lily family, as I talked about. It grows in the hot areas of the Americas. You know, it's got polyphenols and saponins. The American Indians used it. And it's, you know, from everything we know today, it's non-toxic and no, not adverse effects. And by the way, this is a natural ingredient. So what are the two components of yucca? As you can see here, remember, it's very important what ingredients we're talking about. Here with yucca, make sure everyone okay. Okay, good. So here with yucca, we have two parts here, okay? We have the bark that's used as well as the stem, okay? So two things are used in yucca. It's not just uh, the flowers, but it's the stem where you get the saponins and the polyphenols from the bark. So here are the saponins. You can see these are these wonderful chemical structures. Thank you to the organic chemists who figured these out. These are one, two, three, four. There's about six saponins in here. Sar sarsa, pogenin, marcogenin, smilogenin, samogenin, getogenin, and neogetogenin. So these are the molecular structures of all of these. And you notice they have these ring structures and with these CHOH groups varying. So it's these, if you notice, the core here is the same. And what varies is the end parts over here, these residues, okay? Now, saponins form insoluble complexes with cholesterol, leading to anti-cholesterol effect and anti-protozoan effect, which means they can take out, you know, parasites. And yucca stem is, a, is the richest source of the saponin. So the stem... In the stem right there is where we're getting the saponins from. And so there's six major chemicals in yucca that are of importance, okay? And those are the six ones right here. Then yucca bark contains polyphenols. So this has saponins. This has what are called the polyphenols. And you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're looking at resveratrol. So you've heard about resveratrol that I've talked about, which is a skin, which is typically known to come from the skin of red grapes. People who drink wine say, well, I'm drinking wine because I get a lot of resveratrol. What well, comes from the skin,
But here, it also, in, in here you're saying it comes from the outer layer of the, of, of the yucca, the bark, that contains resveratrol. It also contains trans-3, 3-prime, 5-prime, tetrahydroxy-4-methoxy, still, still, uh, still being, again, another polyphenol, 3 yucca, yucca all. okay, 4 yucca all. Yucca, I'm sorry, yucca all A, B, C, D, and E. Different uh, aspects. So it has seven major polyphenols, okay? These are three of them, uh, yucca all A to E, and resveratrol and methoxy still B. Seven different polyphenols, and these possess anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. Quite an interesting plant. So the biological effects, which we always like to cover, what are the biological effects of yucca? Well, anti-inflammatory, anti-spasmodic, antioxidant, antiprotozole, antibacterial, and anti-nematocidal. -nem what is nematite? Anti-worm. Nematodes, right? Those awful worms, if your dog ever has worms, right? So yucca has that. If you notice some of the cleanse products, you know, in the springtime, uh, I'll typically do some type of herbal cleanse or water cleanse. It's a good time of the seasons change or in the fall. But some of those um, uh, cleanses will have yucca in there. Uh, many cultures always did some type of deworming throughout the year, or at least twice a year. It's, it's something that's, from a traditional standpoint, it helps the body. And you can read more about it, but I may do a whole video on that. But these are the biological benefits, and these are the health benefits. So yucca is effective against osteoarthritis. That's what we're going to cover today. If some of you said, hey, Shiva, do yucca um, against diabetes or high cholesterol, that would be a whole different analysis. But today we're going to look at it under osteoarthritis. Yucca also um, has effects on high blood pressure, migraine headaches, colitis, high cholesterol, stomach disorders, diabetes, and essentially it's a way, it's a preservative for food. So cytosol, as you know, is a technology that we use to get to the scientific source of truth. And the origin of this was when I looked at the awful way in how pharmaceutical companies are very time consuming ways that how they produce drugs, they take a compound, a typically a a synthetic compound, they do in vitro testing, which means test something in a test tube, then they kill a bunch of animals, and then this takes six years, and then they go to clinical trials if they get FDA allowance. Well, this takes 13 years, $5 billion, and what you can see here is pharmaceutical companies are spending more and more every year in R&D on this process, and guess what? Less and less and new drugs are actually being allowed by the FDA because the stuff that comes out here only has 10% efficacy and a lot of side effects, and pharma companies can be sued, um, they don't have the, the protection that vaccine companies have, right? So this is why it's important to understand that the reason pharmaceutical companies are moving their engine towards vaccine manufacturing is because they're under a lot of litigation. They can be sued. It takes too long to produce these drugs because of all the strictures that the FDA imposed. Vaccines don't have any of those. They're considered biologics. They don't have to go through as much testing. And if you get hurt, you can't sue a pharma company. Thank you to Ted Kennedy and the Kennedys. They made sure that there was a protective, quote unquote, wall, so you could sue pharma companies in courts. You had to go to what's called a vaccine court where the liability is limited. So this is why the, the economics are important. Pharma companies are losing money. They need to move into vaccines. And that's what they're doing. So my thought was, wow, if I could create a technology that could figure all this out, first of all, you could save animals and we could figure out all the deleterious side effects, you know, a um, couple of the farmer guys wanted to work with us, but they move way too slow. And they're really not interested in finding out what works because their entire business model is based on stock price increase, okay? So at the same time, I also noticed 
that in 1993, um, the Human Genome Project thought we had 100,000 genes. When the Genome Project ended, it turns out we only have 20,000 genes. Now, why is this important? Because the entire basis of biology was telling people that if you have this gene, you're going to get this disease. If you have the gene for diabetes, you're going to get this. If you have, so it was basically a complete uh, emphasis on the gene. It was, in fact, a complete emphasis on the nucleus of the human cell. People are saying, look, you need to focus on the nucleus. The nucleus creates genes, and you're going to get this uh, disease because you have this gene. Well, it turns out we only have the same number of genes as a worm. So if that's the case, that means genes are not who we are because we're clearly more different than a worm. So this led to a field called systems biology. And systems biology said, if you want to understand the whole human being and the organs, you got to look at not only the genes, but all the proteins, but more importantly, the molecular reactions inside the human cell. In fact, you got to start understanding all these biochemical pathways. And imagine if we could convert these biochemical pathways to mathematical models, then we could use the computer to model disease. And that's why I came back in 2003 to MIT. So if email was the electronic version of the inner office mail system, I took on this challenge to see if I could create a new system which could mathematically model the molecular communication system. And so that was my five year, four to five years of effort for my PhD at MIT. And I created that technology and that was called Cytosol. And it was a revolutionary technology equal or greater than email because what it did was it allowed us not only to eliminate animal testing, but we could figure out stuff through running billions of computations long before we wasted our time BSing people. The new product that we've discovered, MV25, comes out of that process. We modeled the molecular pathways of pain and inflammation, and we went through looking at all different bioflavonoids, and we found an amazing combination of two that has profound effects, and this is the first time I've ever manufactured something. We've helped a lot of big companies in the world help them, but now we're coming out with our own product, and I'll get back to that. But this is a process. We can really use Cytosol to get to understand what's going on at the biomolecular level. So with Cytosol, I'm able to integrate systems of systems and models to model very complex diseases. And this is the engine we've created. Cytosol is, a, is an engine for truth, freedom, and health. It's decentralized, it's inclusive, it's transparent, et cetera. And um, publish papers on it. And so what we're able to do with Cytosol is see, we can handle not just a single compound, we can handle many compounds. Then we can do the analysis online on technology long before we kill any animals and figure out what works. Just like how we build planes today. We don't, you know, it's really stupid. We don't take a pilot and we throw them in a, in a, in a test pl plane. That was in the 50s. We don't throw monkeys in their chimps anymore. We do it on the computer. That's what Cytosol is. Cytosol is that breakthrough technology for us figuring out all of our mistakes so we don't waste life and we don't waste time. So now when we look at osteoarthritis, what we did was about three years ago, we were funded by the Arthritis Foundation and by the University Health Network. And it was a collaborative research. They said, wow, Cytosol can do amazing things. So we literally went through 22,000 papers written on joint health and osteoarthritis, 22,000 papers. We used Cytosol to understand all those biological mechanisms, okay? And understanding those biological mechanisms, we did the first sort of the world map, the cartography of, of, of osteoarthritis. And, and, and in addition, what we did was we made this research public so everyone can use it. So if I go here to, um, let me go over here and I'll show this to you. 
So if you go to cytosolve.com, but you don't have to right now, I'll just go right there for you. You can literally see what we've done. We've literally created the first molecular systems map of osteoarthritis. I can go right into it here. It's at cytosolve.com slash human knee osteoarthritis. And I can literally explore, okay? So I can go, for example, explore, you know, um, immune cells. How are you doing? Can you have Dr. Provoker call Jenny and tell her I'm gonna be 15 minutes late? Let them know, thanks. Sorry about that, everyone. I have to do an interview. But you can literally see all the different immune cells that are here. And these are the T cells. And you can look at ligands in the T cells. You can look at the adeptokines in here. But you can literally start exploring the entire molecular architecture of osteoarthritis from the tissue level to the cell level. So I can go to cartilage, for example. I can explore chondrocytes. Chondrocytes can go explore. We can look at the ligands. By the way, the ligands are the ingredients or the molecules that can land on a cartilage cell. So we're going down the chondrocytes, look at the ligands, then we can go look at cytokines. Then we can look at the different, these are different cytokines. As I've shown before, IL-1 beta is the one that's implicated a lot in cartilage and inflammation. So I can go look at IL-1 beta and I can see all the red ones are the molecules that IL-1 beta downregulates. I, where it upregulates, that's known as MMPP13 over here, okay? So MMPP13, um, you're gonna know this like the back of your hand is one of the not so good molecules that are upregulated. And then you can click on catabolic effect and you can literally go and you can look at IL-1 beta and MMPP13. You can see, look, here's resveratrol, boom. And you can see, here's the paper where it documents literally where that uh, ingredient, okay? Like I can go to the full text PDF here and you can literally bring up the paper and you can understand all the, you know, uh, understanding of that one particular reaction. You can look at the chemical uh, research, et cetera, okay? So you can understand how resveratrol inhibits, you know, MMPP13 formation. That's just one paper of the 22,000 that we've gone through. So that's what we're able to do with um, this understanding uh, that we put together at Cytosolve here. So this was, again, a joint effort. We're very fortunate to be able to get funded and work on this, but we have the first molecular systems map in the world of osteoarthritis. Now, using that molecular systems map, we're able to understand joint health, okay? So, and by the way, that research is constantly being updated. As new research comes, we'll constantly keep updating it. So now let me, um, uh, let's look at, given that background, the ways in which yucca works, okay? So if I go here, let's go right into yucca, okay? So if we, if we look at um, joint health, we understand these are the four mechanisms of action that we wanna talk. Here's inflammation, here's oxidative stress, cartilage degeneration, cartilage regeneration. So if you want good joint health, what do you want? Well, you want inflammation to go down, oxidative stress to go down, cartilage degeneration to go down, and you wanna increase cartilage regeneration. Each one of these biomolecular phenomenon has a marker, a chemical marker. PGE2 is a one for inflammation. MMPP13 is a one for cartilage degeneration. ROS, reactive oxygen species, is a one for oxidative stress and collagen too. So the first three you wanna bring down and collagen, you wanna bring up, that's a strategy, right? So now we got an engineering systems approach. I hope that makes sense. We're not just going after one thing, we're taking an engineering systems approach to figure out how we support our joint health. And as over the last week, as we've been looking at different ingredients, you'll find out this one does that, that one does this, this one. So we can take a synergy approach also, and we'll talk about that, 
Okay. So um, if that's what we want to do, what we did was we looked at all the literature and we looked at what does yucca do from a bioinformatics standpoint. Remember, yucca has resveratrol. Well, guess what resveratrol does? Resveratrol knocks down inflammation. That's that hammer. It knocks down cartilage degeneration. So the literature says there are two things this ingredient does. It knocks down inflammation, knocks down cartilage degradation, and, and therefore resveratrol lowers inflammation and cartilage degeneration. It should be degradation. Sorry about that. Um, so that's the two things we understand. Inflammation are the two things that that yucca can bring down and cartilage degeneration. So yucca will lower PG2 and MMPP13. And by the way, that's from the bioinformatics side, okay? But now for cytosol, we also wanna do the computational side. We wanna model it mathematically and see if, if, if the literature matches with the mathematical results. So what we can do here is we, oh, by the way, how does yucca do this, okay? Let me just go into that. How does yucca do that? Very, very important. So what yucca does, yucca blocks two molecules, NF-kappa-beta and COX-2. And this is quite cool, because if you remember, the other research we've done, typically the molecule blocks one molecule, but here you can see yucca has a double effect. It, it is blocking the NF-kappa-beta and COX-2, which produce, if you remember, PGE2, which causes inflammation and joint disease. So IL-1-beta is a hallmark of joint disease. And this promotes NF-kappa-beta, which promotes COX-2, which leads to PG2, which causes inflammation. But resveratrol comes in here and it nudges its ways in and it blocks this and this, okay? So it lowers inflammation through down-regulating PG2. Now, what we did was we then mathematically modeled it, okay? So we took PG2, which is the bad molecule, and as we add more and more yucca, which which has a resveratrol, what well, you not what you notice it goes from 15 nanomolar, okay, up here, and it drops down into around 10. So it almost is a uh, 34. Sorry, sorry, 40 percent reduction, right? So it really helps reduce inflammation. When we look at here, MMPP13, it went from around 456, a little bit more than that down to 455. So cartilage degeneration, it does it moderately, okay? This one, it has a huge effect. Look at this drop here in terms of the units, almost a 40% um, reduction, right? And here it did about maybe, you know, a very small percent reduction, about a 1% reduction. So our conclusion is definitely helps in both inflammation and cartilage degeneration. But what you can see is yucca, it's a little bit hard to see this, but it really helps more in the inflammation, this is green, and cartilage degradation. So what's important to I just sort of step back and why did I look at multiple pathways? Because yucca has a one-two punch. It lowers inflammation, lowers cartilage degradation. But this is why food is so powerful. When you eat the right combinations of food, your body as a system likes synergy, okay? And with Cytosol, we're able to understand those synergistic effects. The pharmaceutical companies don't, look at synergy. Just to give you an idea, there's there are only, I think, five drugs that are four combination drugs. Most of the drugs are just a single ingredient, like ibuprofen. It attacks one pathway. It may work there, but it may cause side effects. The mRNA vaccine, it upregulates antibodies, but it doesn't do a whole bunch of other things that it should do to have an orchestral effect on the immune system. This is why from a systems approach, doing this magic bullet stuff, 
doesn't have the right effect. And you can see this from the synergy principle. I want to take you to a different example. You know, as I mentioned in India, we mix a lot of stuff together, right? Or traditional cultures. And what you can see here is I'm looking, modeling inflammation in the body, right? All these chemical reactions. And then I'm eating turmeric or curcumin, which is that yellow spice. And you can see all the red um, little lines show where curcumin stops inflammation. Then I do the same with resveratrol from the yucca. You notice where it stops. Then I can do combinations. What happens if you're eating some yucca and you're having some curry? Uh, some curry? Um, we can mathematically model the right, the right column is let's say IL-1 beta, okay? Which is a cytokine, which is inflammatory. No curcumin, no resveratrol, high inflammation. Now I just give curcumin. Notice it drops from 0.15 to 0.05. Just resveratrol, 0.15 to 0.06. But watch what happens when we do the synergistic effect. I give less curcumin, 40% less, less resveratrol, three and two, same total amounts of just giving one. But look at, we go from 0.06 down to three. Okay, a 200%, a doubling effect. And this is why the synergistic principle is important. This is why if you want to look at, you know, food, food is medicine. That's why in traditional cultures, like in the Indian culture, they created curry powder. Curry powder was always added to meats and cooking because it was basically you're eating a supplement. It's basically a supplement, but it was integrated into food. It had turmeric and coriander and cumin. It supports digestion which is the conversion principle. It supports motion, right? So you get good bowel movement. It supports anti-inflammation. Th that spice is a combinatorial effect, just like we're seeing here. The, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So what we've done recently, and I'm very pleased to report on this, I've started sharing this, is we said, okay, we've been doing this for 16 years. We've helped a lot of big companies. Um, why don't we, with all the mathematical models that we have, and we've done tons of them, we've modeled now 40 diseases, Alzheimer's and cancer, et cetera. We said, why don't we go through all the ingredients to figure out the best in class, figure out the dosaging. So after many years, we did this with Cytosol and we're pleased to announce that we found two very powerful bioflavonoids when mixed together at the right dosages we have found a very uh, powerful combination. So we went through literally, you know, thousands of pieces of literature. We extracted all those molecular reactions. We went through trillions of mathematical computations. You can't, the, the, the nutraceutical companies can't do this, okay? They just have one formulator. Go talk to them. What we've done is the work of a million of man hours of work using the computer. So what do we have here? Let me show you that. So that, that has resulted in a revolutionary product called MV25. MV25, it's, um, you can get it online, it's on pre-order, um, but MV25 um, is, has our branding on it. Notice we say scientist systems biologist. We're not saying nutraceutical, we're not saying pharmaceutical, but MV means momentum in physics, momentum to move. And it says this is a formulation of a blend of bioflavonoids. And if you go look at the back of the bottle, you know, I, I, I've said this before, but I want to talk how uniquely different we're taking this approach. It says MV25 was formulated using the Cytosolve computational biology platform, a technology for precision and personalized health invented by Dr. Shiva Deering's doctoral research at MIT. This formulation results from integrating thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers across four decades, 40 years, in 68 research institutions and computing trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and normal swelling. And this 
symbol cytosol optimized means that the formula has been optimized to maximize benefits and bioavailability while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by cytosol. As the science advances, so will this formulation. This is our promise. Be the light. So, um, and we're clean certified. It's made in the United States, you know, uh, vegetarian sources. So the reason I want to share that with you is um, uh, if you, I'll come back to this, but if you go to the shop on vashiva.com, some people are writing on Instagram. They want me to do that. Hold on. Let me share that. So if I go here, if you go right to vashiva.com and you just go right to the shop right here, it's right on the top, it's on the second menu here. If you go to the shop right here, you can get access to books. And this is a new launch for us. And um, uh, you can see that uh, you can look at the product, you can pre-order it. There's a front, the back. So please enjoy, um, go check it out. Um, getting back to Yucca, what we've done here is Yucca, I've just recently added this because I wanted to share with you, there's two approaches that you can you can take to understanding yucca, everything I've shared with you, but you can also take a Eastern systems approach to understanding it. So you can look at yucca from the Eastern standpoint. If you recall, by the way, anyone who becomes a truth, freedom and health warrior gets access to this tool. One of the many capabilities we give you, anyone who becomes a supporter gets access to this tool. But this tool, be your body, your system, allows you to answer a couple of questions, about 30 questions, and it'll figure out what kind of buddy type you are. Then you can figure out how your body is off course. If you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not eating well, and then you can figure out what are the foods that bring you back to alignment. But one of the important theories here is you have this triangle of transport, conversion, and storage. These are the four, oh, okay. These are the four elements of the universe. And you can see right here, transport, is motion, conversion is like digestion, storage is like you know fat storage or memory storage broadly. And what does yucca do? Yucca increases transport, which means motion, okay? It stabilizes pitta, which means supports digestion, and it stabilizes kapha, which means make sure, let's say you're not gaining weight, but it really supports this part, motion. So this is from the Eastern systems approach. So what is the dosaging? Well, the literature, the recent uh, McAllister in 2001 for anti-protozone, which means anti-worm activity, if you have worms, about 50 milligrams per day. A maintenance dose is around 500 milligrams per day for the anti-inflammatory effects, okay? But it has a lot of effects for just anti-protozone activity. So there you go. In summary, yucca shudajara helps joint health by reducing inflammation, lowering cartilage degeneration, and the health benefits include many other things, osteoarthritis, high blood pressure, migraine headaches, colitis, high cholesterol, stomach disorders, diabetes, and food spoilage. And our computational research showed it's really good for inflammation and degradation of cartilage. And most importantly, it, the resveratrol in it was shown to be effective in lowering PG-induced inflammation and MMPP through induced cartilage degeneration. So there you go. I hope this was valuable, but the key thing is, when you look at it from the molecular system side, you find the resveratrol in yucca is what does it. So you can actually just get resveratrol, which is a naturally occurring compound. You can go get that also, which is a polyphenol. Get it from red grapes too. So I hope that was been helpful. I have to do an interview, so I have to uh, cut short uh, today, but please support yourself. Continue to take a systems approach. 
Go to vashiva.com slash join and support the movement for truth, freedom, and health. This is your movement. Get educated, as I keep saying. Take a systems approach. Get out, Get your head out of this Republican, Democrat, left, right. It's not going to take us anywhere except make them money and make them essentially keep you in the in the entertainment world. Look, if you want to listen to Tucker Carlson and Bernie Sanders and the Trump movement, a um, lot of good Trumpers know that something ain't right. Consider that as entertainment. But if you want to build a movement, join the movement for truth, freedom, and health, but begin by getting educated. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Be well.